All right, we are live. Cool. We'll wait for a couple people to come in. Just send out the mini chat push. How are you, man? How have you been? Good, good. How are you? Good, good. And you are out of, remind me what country you're out of, the UK? So, yeah, so uh, right now I'm in Poland, uh, in, okay. in, in Warsaw. Um, so that's where we have like our staff. Um, and yeah, and we have also like an office in uh, Miami. Mm -hmm. I spent some time in uh, London. So it's kind of like between these like three countries. So, I mean, you probably don't know because you're not in the AdLeaks group, but uh, we did like a poll, just so you know, in uh -huh. AdLeaks. And you were one of the top with an overwhelming amount of requests for this interview. So that's kind of how this came about. So I know I didn't tell you that, but that's how we got here. Of course. <laughs> um, yeah. We um, had, like, we've, uh, I, I've been, I interviewed like team like uh, last last week, or this, no, last week in, um, in Barcelona. It was very good. <laughs> mm. Very good. Um, yeah, I wish I could have been there. I'm stuck here, so <laughs> it's hard for me to go anywhere. I got you know three kids and another one that's going to hit in a couple weeks, so I don't get to leave very often. My wife will divorce me. That's good. Uh, yeah. All right, we'll wait for a couple more people to get in here. It's filling up pretty quick. Uh, if you guys can hear us, just do you want to comment down below, just so we know our audio is okay. Okay, if you guys can comment below, just so we know audio is good, if you can hear us. Yep, can hear you. All right, we're good. How's it going, George? Uh, okay, so I think we'll go ahead and we'll get started. Um, I'll do a couple just house housekeeping things. Uh, mm -hmm. AdLeaks Gold and AdLeaks Platinum, if you guys do not know, we moved to... We took away the trial, so if you haven't heard about that, there is no more trial. We've moved to, uh, you have to know somebody to basically get in the groups now, and there's an uh, application process, a phone call, and all of that to go through. Um, so that way the groups are better quality. So if you guys want to get into that, you can go ahead and apply. There is a waiting list. We are backed up. We are working on internal processes to get it all squared away. Uh, but you guys will have to sit and wait uh, while we go through apps. So um, there also is if anyone is in the AdLeaks Platinum group, there is a meetup in L.A., uh, Newport Beach specifically, at one uh, a private mansion of one of the founders. Um, if you are in the AdLeaks Platinum group, you are welcome to come to that. It will be Saturday the 27th from 2 to 6 p.m. Um, it's going to be just more of a networking social event. Uh, he's got a huge backyard. We're going to have uh, Mexican food, margaritas. So um, if you guys want to go to that, you can RSV in the Platinum group. There is a events section. Just let us know that you would like to come. So that way we can plan accordingly for uh, everything as far as food and all that stuff. So uh, we are going to get started here. So Alexander um, was one of, we did a survey, and like I was saying before, if you just joined us, he was one of the uh, ones that was voted, I think you were spot number two um, out of everyone that voted, uh, had the most votes for this interview. So um, that's how this meeting come, came about. Everybody wants to hear what you're doing and what's working for you. So why don't you tell us, for people that don't know of you, um, a little bit about you, your, I know you run an agency, kind of how you got started. Um, mm -hmm. let's start with that and kind of what you guys are doing. Cool. Yeah. Thank, thank you for having me, first of all. Um, yeah. So, and, and hi, everyone. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm originally from, from Ukraine, which is the country in, um, in um, Eastern Europe. So, yeah, um, I haven't studied for, like, marketing or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, I started my first, like, online business. I tried to sell stuff on the Internet, but I have to, like, there was no, like, there was no, uh, like, um, PayPal in my country. Still, I still, still like, uh, but till this day, I still, I don't think they uh, have, like, PayPal. So I had to travel, like, across the border just to get my <laughs> PayPal account sorted. And so, um, yeah, and then I have to, like, um, I basically decided to, like, to move uh, out, of, out of Ukraine. 
with my wife. Um, and so, yeah, I started as a freelancer, like doing all kind of things. Um, and then eventually um, found a lot of people asking about like Facebook advertising and specifically like for e-commerce industry. Um, so I just decided to focus on that. Um, and yeah, and then I don't know, just kind of like been in that industry for, for a few years now. Um, yeah, working with, we're working with different brands, uh, helping them with advertising, typically brands that already have uh, like seven, eight figure, nine level, uh, nine figure level, um, helping them to scale up, consulting them. And we also running our own e-commerce projects, um, drop shipping, not uh, brands yet, but yeah, mm -hmm. we're in that direction. So how did, how did you get, like, did you start out? How did, like, what did you specifically, when you started out working with these small, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't just jump into big brands. So did you have a mentor getting in or like, how did you specifically get in you know, and just decide just because you heard people asking about it or. Yeah. So I started like as a freelancer, like on Upwork, you know, like and it was like Elance. Oh, Upwork. Okay. That. Yep. And so I started like, uh, I had no skills, like zero. Right. <laughs> and I, I wanted like, so I, you know, I'm thinking like, okay, so some of my friends, they're like a freelancer and all, you know, they're making some money. And like, I've heard like some guys like making like thousand dollars a month. And for me, it was like ridiculously high, you know, big amount of money. So yeah, I want to be for like freelancer, but. And then I, I said, like, yeah, I'll, I'll want to go like after U.S. market because mm -hmm. that's where people have like more like money and stuff. Yeah. And so, but I didn't speak English, so I had to learn like English, right? So, um, had to. How learn long ago was this? How many years ago? It was like six years ago. Okay. So okay. And so I had to I had to learn English. I had to learn like all of the skills. So I would just like go through like those like job listings, and I would see, okay, so what is a what is kind of the um, what, what what people basically are looking for, right? What, what they're ready to pay for. So like, is there like search engine optimization? Okay, so I would go and say like Google, what is like search engine optimization? Okay, so you know, <laughs> I would just go and like learn it as quickly as I could. Uh, and so, yeah, it wasn't like good, you know, at the beginning, like bad clients, right? I would promise them, I would always deliver what I promised. Like I would stay like till late night, like working like 16, like 20 hours a day, like just, trying to catch up, trying to learn mm -hmm. as, as much as possible, uh, learn English at the same time. And so, um, yeah, it's kind of like, it was like struggle in the beginning. Um, and eventually it's kind of like, you know, so I was doing like Google AdWords. So I trying to kind of like got the basics of that search engine optimization, content marketing, like different things. And then like, um, e-commerce business, like, you know, I'm working with them and they say, do you do like Facebook advertising? Said, yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, sure. Like, <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I would go like and figure it out. Like, and so it was. It wasn't that difficult back then, right? It's like mm -hmm. almost like no competition. Like, you would just put some like random ads, and they would work. Um, not many like it. Like, the dashboard wasn't that sophisticated. Um, but I mean, it it was it was doing the the job. Um, I should have. Yeah, I should probably should have like focused on it like uh, more uh, back then um but yeah just like i started working with facebook then i said okay so i'll just be specializing in this like mm -hmm. full time um and yeah just like from there it's kind of like gotten okay. better better clients uh, better like case studies better results like referrals so okay. it took time though how many uh, so what platforms what main traffic source platforms or services do you guys provide so we uh, so we like operate Facebook like Facebook Instagram like exclusive. We don't do any other ones. Um, okay. We we just refer people to like for other like traffic sources. Um, okay. So we just do Facebook on the monthly Facebook. basis. Like we spend like from like from five four four or five million dollars on advertising. So far this year. I uh, know, like months, every month. Oh, every month. Okay. So the way that I the way that I came across you. I think before I was even involved in ad leaks and, and working with Tim on projects was back. And I think it was in Shopify, uh, mm -hmm. the Shopify plus group, you had some type of software or something mm -hmm. that you were building. Can you explain, mm -hmm. are you still doing that and involved with that or yeah. what, what, it, what, what is that? What was it? And are you still doing it or? Yeah. So we built like, so we working like with big budgets and like, like with like Q4, for example, you know, like when, like we spend a lot of money, right? Mm -hmm. We want to have um, 
like there's a lot of data, right? And we wanted to have kind of like quick, more like quicker like analysis of that data and also like to, to help us with the um, optimization. Uh, so, you know, that's it kind of like, you know, the reason why we started with, with, with that like software. I'm, I'm not software guy, like, you know, it's like, for me, it's like a big struggle, like to, and, and overall like software, like, you know, I'm talking with like other people, like to build the software, you need like totally like separate company, you need like very good team. Um, so we built it like for, for our own use, like it does mm -hmm. like certain things, helps us to like analyze the, the performance of the ad account, uh, it helps us to find like some opportunities for the, um, you know, for the, like improvements and stuff, but mm -hmm. um, we haven't we haven't like polished it yet. Uh, it, it's still like it, it's like totally separate project that needs like yeah like seven figures I guess like to to get it like to to like decent level where it could be like you know um, sold as as a product. Right. I guess. Right. Yeah. It's um it's a pain when you start developing software. So you guys aren't, uh, I mean, you need, like you said, your own company developers and all that. It just becomes a nightmare to deal with. So are you selling it still or like how? No, we, we didn't sell it. We just use it like internally. Internally. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Cause I know you had people, you had people signing up, like to test it and all that stuff. So we, we don't do that. We don't even don't do that anymore. anymore. We don't anymore? know. Okay. Because yeah, it's like, yeah, we have, we have the, like the, the pipeline. We have like the backlog of things that, that need to be like implemented. Mm -hmm. But like with other projects, it's kind of like, you know, it's always like, you know, with, uh, you know, I think it's kind of you have to like identify your priorities, right? So mm -hmm. for me, it's like we, I better spend my time on the, you know, on like e-commerce projects that we run. Yep. Um, because, you know, that's like better, like, you know, in terms of like good return, like on the time spent, um, yeah. then building something that I'm not like very good at. Um, so and hiring like a full team. I, I think we'll get to that. It just like not at this point. Not at that point. Uh, so how many employees do you guys have right now? So we have around like, uh, we have 15 like full-time people. And then we 50 or 15? 15, one five. Okay. Yep. Um, and then like we have, we have contractors for, for different tasks. Okay. Okay, cool. And so we, we could have like, we could have like grown farther, but it just kind of like where I'm comfortable, like with managing like every, you know, like, I don't want like to, to grow like too big and you know mm -hmm. lose control. No, for sure. Well, fifteen is already getting pretty big, so that's getting borderline, you know, full. That's like uh you're probably more in a managerial role at that point, managing yeah. than actually doing the traffic, I would imagine. So yeah, I, I still do like I still like overviewing like uh, our accounts, uh, most important like uh, clients' accounts. Um mm -hmm. I'm doing them like every day. Um and so, yeah, giving feedback to like our media buyers. Um, we train them. We, we try to hire like media buyers like externally, you know, from other like sources. But I found it's better just like just to train them. Exactly. That's what I've done for all my people. I don't. I don't want anybody that has experience. I want inexperience. Mm -hmm. Number one, they're more loyal. Number two, they're they don't jump ship because you've invested time into them. Um, mm -hmm. So that's I completely agree. I won't. I won't hire anyone that has any experience. I always mm -hmm. start train them up, ground up and have them focus on mm -hmm. one platform and train them that and make them a beast. So, yeah. um, so let's talk about, I know you spoke at iStack, correct? Mm -hmm. Were you at the one in iStack? Okay. So what, what did you, what did you, what, what was your speech about? What did you cover specifically? Like, obviously you're a guru if you're speaking at iStack and something, um, mm -hmm. what was your, what was your primary focus during your speech? So, um, like for me, it's like troubleshooting, right? How to how to basically take the like the ad account, right? Mm -hmm. uh, from like when when it's not performing, right? When it's like you're breaking even, for example, and specifically that's like with e-commerce, right? Where you have the overhead, you have the like cost of goods and services, right? All of these mm -hmm. like expenses, right? How do you basically take it from not profitable to like to a profitable level? Um, and so like. I see like a lot of people, uh, they just focus on Facebook, you know, they, they think that Facebook will kind of like sort like all of the, you know, all of the issues with their funnel, mm -hmm. right? So um, not, not, not too many people focus on the funnel itself, like how to, how to, for example, like increase the average shorter value, how to maximize the lifetime value of a customer. Um, so my, my approach is basically, um, it involves like four parts. So uh, funnel, uh, optimization 
um, targeting and creative, right? So we we focus on these four elements, and it's kind of like constant um, like reiteration, right? With all of the like all of the like moving parts, and it starts with funnel. Like for example, if you're running traffic, and uh, like for example, you like most people don't even have like upsells, you know, yeah. like they run traffic like they like just like front end offer, no upsells, no cross sells, like. Pretty much that's it, like one transaction, right? And then it's pretty much like either they do well and it's profitable or it's not, right? So mm -hmm. there's just like, and, and so I laid out the structure for the upsell that works um, the best in my experience. Uh, this is from the company called um, Protelus. Uh, so they sell these like uh, insoles for, for feet. Um, and so I'll share it probably in the, in the chat so people can check it out. And so they have this like very nice, nicely structured like upsell. We have um, like replicated it. Um, so just post it here. And so, um, and so we basically just have the, um, uh, that, that kind of like structure that we have replicated for ourselves. Uh, for mm -hmm. very well. It's basically like you have, uh, when people add product to the cart, right? The cart just like popping out. So it does not, does not like redirect you to, to another page. It's just popping out. And then there is like the upsell is basically like embedded into the cart. So you can add like a product, another like product um, of the same model, like with one click, right? So it's very like frictionless. Um, and so that is that is one of the, um, you know, one of the things that, um, you know, I've covered and basically just uh, getting the, like how to, how to, you know, how to structure that like testing process, you know, throughout, throughout mm -hmm. like four elements um, and like targeting. So, uh, like for example, we use mostly like very open targeting uh, with um, like so our you know we typically just do like either either like zero targeting or mm -hmm. we do like lookalikes. Uh, so yeah. structure like we have like um, we have like a template. I'll, I'll probably also uh, let me share it with guys. So the the structure for the like lookalikes testing. Mm -hmm. like, there are so many like lookalikes you can create once you once you start gathering some data. Um, so that's, yeah, I just shared it also in the, in the chat. Let me take a look. Um, so like different kind of like timeframes, for example, people who've purchased like in the last like three days, people who purchased in the last like five days, uh, seven days, 10 days, 14 days, obviously depending on the amount of data and the amount, amount of like purchases that you get, but mm -hmm. like so many like different variations that you can create out of it. Uh, so. That's, you, I mean, that's pretty much it. Like it's it just like getting like that initial momentum um, and then like constantly like reiterating, like how can you improve like the average order value? How can you improve the um, the funnel? How can you improve the, um, you know, the targeting creative obviously. So with our creative, we have uh, quite high standards for the, um, like, so we, we kind of like identify what is like the good benchmark for the creative. So for me personally, I've identified like click through rate link of like 3% plus, mm -hmm. right? It's kind of like the, um, I, you know, kind of like good kind of like benchmark for the creative, yeah. like 3% plus. I, I, I so I, I made using my, link click all or are you using just clicks all? Or click through rate link. Oh, okay, link click, yep, okay. Yeah. Just so, if you, I mean, if you're not familiar people in here, there's different mm -hmm. ways that Facebook determines click through rates, um, link click, CTR is going to be more accurate because that's actually outbound clicks like going to your website versus just clicking anywhere on your ad like mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah um so that's uh that's one of the criteria that we watch out for um and then uh, obviously the uh the cost per click link um so that's like should be like below one dollar obviously that depends on the industry some some industries can handle higher um you know, like higher cost per click link. Um, mm -hmm. So like, for example, higher ticket, like we've, we've noticed, like if, if you're selling like higher ticket items, yeah. uh, that could be higher. Um, mm -hmm. But having, having kind of like those um, benchmarks, I found helps like with kind of like seeing where you are in the, um, you know, whether your, whether your creative is good enough, right? So yeah. if not, then it's kind of like, it's easy to say that, okay, Facebook doesn't work, right? But then, whether you have put like the amount of work needed, right, to figure out the creative part. Um, yeah. So that's that's one of one of the things. And so I made my presentation, and then uh, the Alex Brown from the DFO, 
right? He made his presentation, like I think it was next day. And so they have like, when they test products, for example, they have even higher like criteria for their uh, good um, creative. So they have like, uh, I believe like 5%, 5% plus click through rate link. That's what they're aiming for to see like whether the products like uh, resonate with the audience, right? Mm -hmm. they have, like, different Before they start to scale basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They okay. kind of like, uh, they, they do like a bunch of products. They tested like initially, like the first round of testing, kind of like 300 or $500 for each product, kind of like gather the data. They don't even like collect uh, the payments from customers. It just kind of like just to just to see that initial like um, reaction, and then once they see kind of the initial reaction, they have like sec second and third. Uh, I think people should buy the the, the like the replays uh, from that um, because that was that was very good. Um, so basically, a few layers of of this like testing, right? From initial when you kind of like identify if the offer like resonates with the audience, then like second, right? Where you kind of like closer to the break even point and then um, mm -hmm. optimize it, create like pre-landers and uh, take it to, to, to a profitability. So let's, uh, one one good uh, lookalike that's working really well for us, that's probably our best lookalike is a Clavio, um, mm -hmm. creating like lookalikes from your Clavio. Um, mm -hmm. That's actually outperforming, I think about everything that we have in a lot of our accounts so if you're not doing that that's a really really good tip mm -hmm. so let's talk about how you're rolling this creative out so you, let's say you start with a new client or whatever and they have you know you're going to go out you're going to test that specific product what do you start with ad set to test that and how long do you let it run so you said you spend about 300 to 500 in like conversions optimizing for purchase and how many different ads do you put in that ad set so um basically like what we do is um when testing like a new product or new 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 creative like we like the structure is follow is like so 10 interests right let's say you're starting from scratch like fresh yep. pixel like everything is new right so yep. 10 interests like broad interests right so um basically like we have the structure like we find like the main one that's kind of like okay so let's say you, you you're selling um like a like a cream like for skin right so then we like the interest we might use let's say like skincare, right? Kind of like some core like interest that we can yeah. kind of uh, go from, right? And use we we just use like suggestions from Facebook. Yeah. Um, so that's very simple. You know, we try not to like overcomplicate the targeting, and we we go after the products that like we didn't we didn't need to be like very specific with, like where we can use just like broad interest, and you know it would work. Um, so uh, we have we have those right and. Um, we might like depending on the budgets that we can like allocate for that. Um, so we can do like task 10, um, 10 of these like broad interests. And then for example, 10 with, um, we can overlap them with, uh, like narrow them down with flex, right? With uh, engage shoppers, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like give them like another layer of targeting. Um, and so we stacking basically stacking the interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so kind of like narrow them down a little bit. Yep. So depending on the budget so if we are like on lower budget like we would just have five five regular and then just duplicate those but this time having them like narrow down with um engage shoppers right mm -hmm. so uh, like that 10 assets in total and then on the creative um on the creative creative side like on, on the ad level we would have um like four different um four different like variations of the of the creative um we like we don't have like um it's it's all like conversion objective right yeah for my i mean i i like to start just with conversion i know like team does like uh video views or like post engagement at 388 or something yeah. uh we just go like straight after like either it's a purchase or it's like add to cart we go after like conversion objective like right away mm -hmm. um so that's that's kind of the the process on the ad level um uh, we go after the um like so basically like four creatives um first like we, we would test like different like different creatives like totally different like videos if we if we have access to them or four different like images uh we want to see like what kind of the uh like initial kind of like results from that we leave that running uh so if the ad account is new like we leave that running for like 48 hours um i know some people do it like for even more like three four days Mm -hmm. um, so 48 hours, um, we would give like each ad set, um, with our accounts, like $100 to spend 
so kind of like we accumulate enough data. Like if we see like very like like for example, if if trading was like vastly like underperforming, let's say like cost per link click is like three five ten dollars, right? We just kill it, yeah. right on the ad level. Um, so we just like dedicate the most of the budget to, to the ones that, that are more promising. Are you doing this in a CBO or are you doing this in ad set budget? Still ad set, yeah. You're not playing with CBO? No, we, we do CBOs for scaling, right? So we, okay. we, when we have, let's say, uh, like winning, like, so after we, we start utilizing CBOs after like 1,000 sales, typically. Um, I mean, it, it's, you know, it's kind of like, I, I know we <laughs> know we need to use them like more, but it's kind of like we got that from, uh, you know, it's like a habit that we still, uh, haven't like um, switched from, but I know some people sure. are very successful with CBOs from start. Yep, we got we got about two months here left, month and a half before they make it required. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see if they are going to do that number one and how that transition is going to take place for sure. Um, okay, so we kind of went through how you're like testing. Do you ever optimize? Because you're you're spending some serious serious money. So when you come in with these new clients and you're scaling them up, do you ever optimize a step down in the funnel? Like do you? I only ever optimize for purchases. I never go for mm -hmm. anything else. Mm -hmm. Talk talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, so we, we, typically we don't work with clients that, um, you know, like if you work with clients, they typically already spend money on ads, right? Uh, mm -hmm. So their pixels are, are quite good. We just help them kind of like to, to scale up. Yeah. Um, so with our own stuff, um, yeah, sometimes we do like add to cart. Let's say if, if the product cost is like over $100, um, we might do like we might spend like five hundred dollars on like add to cart objective just to get like more, um, you know, more data like more more add to carts and then mm -hmm. we switch to the purchase. We just duplicate exactly the same ad sets, just switching the objective. Gotcha. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Um, no, that makes sense. Are you guys doing? any like DPA, like broad DPA catalog, or like what are kind of some of your, we've talked about conversions. Talk to us a little bit about like broad DPA and have you tested it? Um, yeah, we have tested it, uh, but I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't very um, well performing. Yeah, I don't know how, how, how it is like, how, how is it, is it performing for you? No, it sucks. Some people yeah. like swear by it and yeah, know. like we like so we, we get on the chat like with Facebook and they oh you should test it. Like you should test it. You should oh like it's you know <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't work for us. I know there's some people like I think Maxwell Finn uses it quite a bit. I know like there's a guy that's uh Barry Johnson. He's doing I don't know if you know what the power five is. Have you heard of the power five from Facebook? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he does power five only and I mean they run big accounts and have a lot of success with it, but I think that they are, they have a lot more data coming into because I think they're working with a lot bigger brands, humongous mm -hmm. brands. So I'm sure that has part of the success to it, but I've, I've never had specific luck with it. I mean, we can get sales, but we're not hitting, you know, like what we can hit on ABO or, you know, CBO or actually controlling the budget at, you know, the mm -hmm. actual, at the level. So, uh, what about, uh, let's talk a little bit about like retargeting strategy. Mm -hmm. So, like you have obviously the way that we set up stuff internally is percentage of budget to cold, percentage of budget to warm, and a percentage of budget to retention. Talk to us about how your split looks and then how you also split out your retargeting strategy. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. So with um like so for example, with like typically the, the budget allocation would be depending on the brand, depending on kind of like how many products they have, right? Mm -hmm. Because for example, if they don't have like many products. Um, or the product is not like maybe it's like higher ticket, but it's not very consumable. So customer doesn't doesn't like really needs like you know doesn't really need like more more of these products. So then it's um, you know uh, like we don't like hit like customers a lot like after they buy. But if for example if they have like variety of products and maybe they're launching like new products every like every month or so. So we have like evergreen campaigns with. So it's you know we optimize for conversion. Right, uh, it's like separate campaign, um, and so but the but then like uh, we basically hit all of the customers. We hit customers mm -hmm. last like thirty days. We just have like different like ad sets: thirty days, sixty days, ninety days, right, uh, one hundred eighty days. We might have like uh, like customized messages, like depending on kind of like their behavior. Maybe they yep. like, if we if we found that um, like we need to get them like 
maybe they fought, maybe they like purchased like the first time only and we need to get them to buy like second time right mm -hmm. because that that segment like typically in e-commerce like 80 percent of people buy just once right so like you have like huge kind of like huge opportunity there in terms of if you get customers to buy like more than one time then you kind of like might turn them into like more loyal um customers so we have that mm -hmm. segment we might have that segment and we might have like special discount for those people that purchase just once mm -hmm. um, and so that's that's uh, you know basically and the structure is basically like we have the uh, that's conversion campaign optimizing for purchase as always it just like on the on the asset level on the bottom like we optimize not for conversions but we optimize for daily unique reach mm -hmm. really okay and that and then well for you that works very well like it, it's just kind of like uh anytime like you know customer like would would open their like phone like they would always see your ads in there because then we like we have the daily day daily like unique reach and then we have a bit of like 100 dollars for 1000 impressions like very high like we just simply like one out bit basically yeah very high yeah and so um because we know these people these people are buyers right so that's like we we are willing to 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 bet like very hard on them mm -hmm. and so um and that typically like that that gets like very good like return on ad spend uh those those kind of campaigns um so that's one like for warm um i mean these are typical like we have the um like video views uh different segments like 50 75 95 uh we have the engagement um de depending depending on kind of like how much engagement there is we might like even like split it up into different like ad sets um like for example people who've engaged in last like 14 days and yeah. um, less less like 30 days um so then uh, add to carts um and like uh website visitors all right we, do, you have we like have a, a, do you have like a split that you do amongst all of them like a certain percentage split like 80 20 20 70 30 30 like to start like a starting point or yeah like 70 70 30 like yeah so like do you mean like was cold cold yeah like, like cold versus warm retargeting type split uh, that depends yeah. like that depends like so for example with some brands like it's you just kind of like people buy once right and then like you know like there's not not many products to sell so yeah. depends depends heavily on on their like initial metrics like what their like repeat purchase rate right now what kind of like uh you know typically if they if they like for example if they don't deliver like exceptional like customer experience then yeah. we probably don't want to like hit like with retargeting too too heavy um yeah. If these are like good brands with good customer experience, we just hammer like these customers heavily. Um, and so, yeah, it, it like basically we split them up and then obviously, you know, if something doesn't perform like some of those assets and oftentimes they wouldn't, um, yep. we just, we just kill them. Kill it. Okay. No, that makes, makes sense. Are you guys, so one thing that we started testing today for some of our bigger clients is splitting up budget across multiple ad accounts. There's a lot of talk in Platinum uh, right now about what the threshold is of when you see a significant ROAS drop when you're spending a lot. Have you tested that theory and how does yeah. we do it? We do that as well, like for, for the last like uh, six months. Uh, so do you run a budget in each ad set? uh so do, do you mean like splitting into like different ad accounts yeah or? let's say yep let's say you got a client that spends you spend 5k a day in one ad account mm -hmm. and you start to notice as you're scaling you see your row as dropping um, which obviously is part of scaling we both know that yeah but there's been a lot of people that have said um you know or most people swear by like taking up a thousand dollars a day per ad account so you would actually run your traffic um a thousand per ad account and use five ad accounts because there's something in the back end supposedly with the algorithm that mm -hmm. is digging larger spenders uh -huh. is kind of the theory and the thought process and there's there's very well known reputable people that completely swear by it so um it's like i i haven't found like like to this extent like thousand dollars like 5k like it's easy like it's easy to spend like a day in one account in my in my experience like personally um and we don't have like said but then after 5k like we might we might get it like to 10k in one ad account and then it's like if we see the drop then we start to um 
but like to the other yeah five five i mean five in my experience is like normal like i wouldn't i mean like if you sound like like how, how do you manage like 10 other accounts like, you have to just, like, <laughs> yeah i mean it's uh it's one of the guys i know that i think said that his like cut off for a few of his and i think it depends on the client too but like yes. alex Steele, i don't know if you know alex Steele or not he's legit mm -hmm. um his cutoff that he noticed is about a thousand bucks. He sees like a 15 or 20% decrease in ROAS. So he, on that one specific client, as he's scaling, it's a thousand per day per ad account. Uh, mm -hmm. And that's where he gets the best ROAS with. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what with the algorithm would trigger that or why it is. Like mm -hmm. it's just hitting different sub pockets of the audiences or what, but just curious on if you it could be like, I, I think it could be like depending on a niche, right? <laughs> Like, mm -hmm. for example, like some niches, there are only like so many kind of like impressions available, right? And some niches, for example, so like when we do our own stuff, we, and also like with clients, I like mostly we work with clients that kind of like in evergreen niches, um, mm -hmm. like, you know, health and fitness, like beauty, like, um, you know, those kind of things. So yep. you didn't, you didn't need like a lot of targeting for those. It's kind of like, you know, you keep it like wide open and let Facebook kind of like optimize. So maybe some niches, if, if for example, it's kind of like more niche stuff. Yeah, it could be the case. I think it mm -hmm. could be the case because there are only so many people like at any given point on any given day in a certain market. Right. And yep. then, you know, yeah, it could be just like overlapping, like Facebook wants like to give like other advertisers, like other other advertisers, like a chance to like participate in the auction, get some impressions. So that that would be yeah. I'm just checking the one that we launched last night. We launched a new one, and I just mm -hmm. want to kind of see. So we were hitting two and a half, three x ROAS. Mm -hmm. It's just kind of starting. So I think the new ad accounts at about two already today, mm -hmm. um, and we dropped we dropped like the one that was spending significant amount of money uh we dropped that down and we started splitting it across multiple ad accounts mm -hmm. like today this one is at only two so i mean it's still early for us to tell but um yeah i'm kind of interested to see on how this will pan out i have i have I have, I have seen like for example we have like the original ad account right we would spend mm -hmm. like i don't know like ten thousand dollars per uh, visit like per day and yeah. then we would like and this account would have like so much data right a lot of data like thousands thousands and thousands of sales and then we would like okay so i mean kind of like we're getting those like as you said like point of like diminishing like returns so yep. okay we just want like another account brand new like fresh right yeah and so and that account like second account would like perform better than the original one in terms of yep. like return on ad spend yep it's kind of weird because like I'm, i mean i know a lot of people think like i'm sure you've heard the term season pixel yeah 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 exactly that's not even a real thing because you don't train the pixel you actually train the ad account pixel is just a piece of code that passes the information to the ad account you can't train the pixel so like a lot of people think that you can just you know take that pixel and move it to an ad account typically and it's going to run just as good because your pixel is seasoned that's actually a myth that's not physically mm -hmm. possible it's actually the ad account that stores the data it's just basically you know the pixel actually passes the data so you're actually trained the ad account so like it's also good from a strategy standpoint because of the bands that have been going on recently to have multiple ad accounts that are starting to warm up or train up so that way if you get a problem with one and it gets shut down you know you still have another one that you're not restarting from scratch essentially it's kind of the way that i've been looking at it too which is kind of a good good point of view um so yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how it'll work for us with the brands that we work with. Mm -hmm. If you guys have any questions, feel free to drop them in the uh, comments. Um, so let's see if there's any questions here. Yeah, so I see one, like what are the metrics numbers that you use as validation to kill an ad or continue running? We went uh, that. That's a good question, right? Um, yeah yeah so we look like uh, so we look at it like for so i always like to split it right um two parts right i always like to split it like you have your ads right and you have your funnel right you only have like two two things right to figure out mm -hmm. so if your ads kind of like so we have certain like kpis for ads like that clicked right um link like you know casper casper uh, that uh, link click and also because like it, it's simple math right let's say if you're getting like 
if you're paying, let's say you can only spend like $20, like CPA, right? And your website converts at like 3%, right? So then um, pretty much like, you, you know, you're like, you need like 33 clicks to get a sale, right? So then if you're paying, let's say like, even like if you're paying like $1 per link click, then it's like $33 CPA. Mm -hmm. So it's like kind of like breaking those numbers down. Like I, I always try to like kind of like what kind of like metrics I need to hit like on my Facebook ad side to get to to get to my numbers to get to my like goal CPA, yeah. um, and then uh, funnel right. So let's say yeah. let's say like one of the one of the things we measure is like the ratio like of let's say you have like those like as you mentioned those like outbound like like clicks right. So you have like those like link clicks. Basically, let's say you have like thousands of those. And then you have content views, right? Um, and let's say you have only like 700 content views, right? There's like huge drop, like 30%, right? So obviously something is off with your, like probably your, your website does not load like fast enough, right? Mm -hmm. So you kind of like break those numbers down again. Like I think like 10%, 10% drop is, you know, is okay. In my experience, uh, there always will be some drop. And so, and then like the next stage, like how many people have added to the cart? Right. So if like 10, 10% or more, like this is my like KPI. Um, if 10% of or more like of like content views have added to the cart, it's a good product. So people are interested. So people have seen the price. People have clicked clicked like uh, add to cart. Right. And then um, obviously like add to cart to like purchase. Right. How many people have abandoned? Like 60, 70% is normal. Right. So like you have like 30, 40% out of like add to carts, people typically will complete the purchase. Mm -hmm. And so these are kind of like the metrics, right? That we optimize by. And like, first we want to figure out our ads, right? And we want to see like, once people click on these ads, whether they kind of like flow like through the funnel. And if, if they don't like then obviously, like let's say you have like 100 content views, but you only have like one add to cart. It's either something is off like with product page, with price or with the product, right? So you just, then you start like digging deeper into that. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. There's a good question in here about cost cap, big cap, and mm -hmm. target cost. Which one do you use? Are you using mainly auto bidding? Do you use only manual bidding as you scale, or how do you how do you set up your your bid? Um, so we use target like bidding a lot when scaling. Um, so, but like. I mean, it depends on kind of like what budgets. Like, uh, I mean, in my experience, you can get to, you can get to like, like five, ten thousand dollars a day just like with auto bidding. Like, depending on the product, obviously, depending on, mm -hmm. you know, obviously that's, you know, bidding is one of the like one of the, you know, one of the criteria. So you have two others like ad quality. You have the conversion rate, right? So, you know, bidding like with bidding, you only can do so much, right? Like, if your ads are not good, then you're just bidding on on bad ads. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, like, for example, if, if, um, like if there is like some, some boxer, like two boxers, right. And one of them is good and one of them is not good. Right. No yeah. matter like how, like if you bid like $1 billion on a bad boxer, I mean, maybe like it will influence, you know, the outcome of the fight, like, but you know, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, you know, if your ass, like first, if you have good ass, like that kind of like, Bidding is like one of the last thing that, you know, kind of like we you play with that you mess with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like if, if ads are good and if funnel is good, it will work, right? Yeah. And then I don't know what what's what's your take on that? Uh I mean we see like even with the same audience, so we'll know like we have a winning audience and we run mm -hmm. we don't we we usually scale with auto bidding is mainly mm -hmm. where the bulk of our spend goes, but then we'll notice like we'll set up and I don't know if you know, like kind of the ad leaks terms for like bidding methods, but like a sneak attack method, there's mm -hmm. like a sniper method. We'll run those uh, with probably like 10 to 15% of budget. Mm -hmm. Those are usually a lot higher ROAS, like usually two to three, four times, mm -hmm. but it's a lot lower spend percentage. Mm -hmm. And we found that you can only scale those up so much. So. Mm -hmm. But we do like can offset some of our cold initial traffic because attribution with delayed attribution, our ROAS will come up over 28 days significantly mm -hmm. when you're spending a lot of money. But for like client, like to be able to look at the account and not kind of, you know, shit their pants immediately when they see ROAS slowly going up, 
we can offset some of that with essentially, you know, those those lower target costs, sniper method, sneak attack, mm -hmm. those things. Usually we can hit two to three times row as of what our goals are. Okay. But they're, they're basically up, uh, like you operate those kind of like, they cannot and be like used on a bigger scale. They can, um, they can. We just haven't fully like rolled that out and tested it. But yeah, because it's, it's you can only get so much traffic depending on where your bid is at, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. you start to up your bid, you're obviously going to start to pull in, you know, lower quality traffic and it's going to inflate your ROAS. So you can get around that. Like if you start duping the same ad sets 30 times, 40 times, things of mm -hmm. that nature, we've seen pretty good success with it. Mm -hmm. um, but that's just one way that we like try to offset ROAS so we can spend more on building out the funnel for retargeting to kind of get that back three weeks, four weeks later, depending on what like kind of their average time to purchase is. So mm -hmm. I've never played with that because I know you're not in ad leaks and I was going to ask you why you're not in ad leaks, the guy of your, your skill set, you should be in there. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 uh, I was, I guess, in, in ad leaks. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll join for sure. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of new stuff that came out and it's grown tremendously. There's a lot of mm -hmm. info in there now. Probably some of the things that you would probably be able to contribute and I'm sure some of the stuff that you know, even I, even I learned something new every day. So that's good. good. Yeah. Uh, Facebook conversion ads that are campaigns perform well in an initial phase, but later the CP cost per conversion is increasing. Any tips? Um, I, I don't see any kind of like uh, data, like, I mean, uh, specific numbers. So like initially when, when you just start like advertising, you know, like you might get like few sales, Right. Mm -hmm. And then it's kind of like you might have like two or three good days and then like one day you might get like zero sales. Right. Yeah. It's because like, you know, you know, the account is still kind of like learning. Right. What's like who, who's your buyer. Right. Uh, so that's normal. Um, I mean, I, I would just like like you, you have your numbers, like how much can you spend on, on like, you know, like testing like specific product or specific, you know, ads. So you have your budget, then you have your KPIs. Yeah. Right, by which you like optimize and then as long as let's say you're keeping like within those kpis like one day one day when it's not performing you know it will it always will be like that you know it's yeah. kind of like facebook is wow. <laughs> you know like it, it's, it's always, yeah. Yeah, so volatile my answer to that would be just to kind of look at if you've been running those ads for a while look at your frequency mm -hmm. look at your um audience saturation and then also look at your CTRs and see if you can pinpoint to, is it an audience issue? Is it an ad issue? Like, do you see a, um, has the auction for that audience gone way up that it's inflating your costs? You know, you know, are you manual bidding that you need to up your manual bid because you're not getting that top tier pocket of customers? Did your CTR go down, way down? Is the ads like saturated? You need new creative. Um, is your frequency like way out of control? So there's a lot of different reasons that can happen. You just kind of need to look at the metrics and try and figure it out would be my answer to uh, Very good. Akshay. I probably did not pronounce that right. Um, so we talked about this a little bit, but this is like a, a good question. Can you talk a little more in depth on how you're warming up funnels for higher tickets? Kind of like go into your funnel strategy for higher ticket items. Free sell. So what do you mean by that for people that don't know what that is? Uh, yeah, so it's like, um, you know, obviously like every every product that you're selling, it has mm -hmm. to be like, like not every product can be sold with, with the same kind of like funnel, right? So every product, uh, the funnel for the product, like if, if that's like a lower price product, you can just have like a, like one page, one page like checkout, like for example, like click funnels, like two or two step, like order form, like people just fill their information, Yep. That's it. You know, they, they buy the product. If product is more expensive, so um, what's, yeah, if it would, would be like good, uh, good to know like what's, um, what's a uh, high ticket uh, for, um, for Taras. Um, uh, yeah, he's probably were a little delayed. So I, I mean, I don't know what he's talking about specifically for like, yeah, so my, I mean, so for my, like, for my, like, so for example, if the product's like over $100, I think you need some kind of like pre-sell. Mm-hmm pre-sell page where like it's uh you know it's like advertorial like you know some kind of like some kind of like page that kind of like explains the benefit might have some testimonials from from people right so when people go through that page and when they're like actually clicking through to the like order page 
you know, they're already kind of like pre-warmed and they know like what the product is. Sometimes um, like with products where you, it's kind of like you're building the value, right? You, you want to build that value. So, and obviously like if, you, if that's like $20 product, like you don't need to build like a lot of pro like value. It's kind of like you show the product, that's what it mm -hmm. does. You know, person kind of like does like quick calculation in their mind. Okay, so like for example, ad leaks, right? Like you have you have like a you have such a good offer like for, for this um, you know for this kind of like program, right? So you have all of these like people. You have these like weekly weekly like news. You have all of these like strategies that you share, right? So and then it's only like one dollar, right? There's not it was not anymore. Used to be. Yeah, yeah. So it's like one. I mean. There's nothing like to think about it. Like you just sign up, right? Yeah. Um, and so it's it's kind of like you're building that value, right? And with the products, the same. Like it's like you you pre-sell. Okay, so what are kind of the the features of that product or the benefits of that product that are like unique, right? And then you take person. Sometimes we have like second, like two steps, like two steps, like pre-sell. So the first step would be the uh, you know like regular like advertorial. Then people would click through and we would have another one which might have like video demonstration or even like more kind of like explanation more like guarantees and stuff and then after that people click through and then that will be like the order page okay yeah that makes sense yeah obviously uh, you would have like drop off like on each stage probably on the first stage you would lose like 75 so the alex um alex brown from like dfo um like he said like they they aim for like 25%. If 25% of people like proceed from this like pre-sell to the next step, that's mm -hmm. a good product. That's kind of yep. like their KPI. Um, it's the same in my experience. Um, no, yeah. This is a good question, and I kind of have a spin-off on this question. This is do you think that you can re can you with fresh creative revive an old winner? So that leads me to the question of ad set relearning, triggering a relearning, do you worry about that at all or do you not and you just dump new ads in and not worry about resetting the learning algorithm? So what I do is like, let's say like we have a lot of like data in that account. So I would I would go back like, let's say like one month ago and I would see like what was working and I would just like either like just relaunch, like turn on, you know, those like ad sets, right? Yep. And I would monitor them on a, on a today's window. Right, I would see like whether like these ads when after they are launched, after they're like whether they're hitting like the right kind of like segment of the audience, mm -hmm. um, or like we we'll just like relaunch them, like copy them, right? So and also like monitor them on today's window. So yeah, that's that's kind of like. Well, let's say you have an ad set that did. Let's say you've been running something for fourteen days, <laughs> past, but you start to notice the row ad starts to go like this. Sorry, I don't know that one. Mm -hmm. Do you dump in new creative into that ad set to trigger a relearn to try and make it relearn to see if it will pick back up or do you immediately kill it or do you just dupe it and relaunch it new and try and start that ad set over? Yeah. Um, and, and do you worry about like my philosophy on ad set relearnings is I never trigger a relearn mm -hmm. ever. I'm, I don't, I think, uh, I think it personally, it screws things up. So we always don't touch an ad set, especially more importantly, if it's a winning ad set, we don't yeah. I don't touch. Same here. Like I don't touch it. I mean, if it, if it like stops performing, I kill it. I might like relaunch it, or I might like relaunch it like one day or two days after, like to see maybe like we'll get back to the like the good performance. But yeah, I, I don't touch it. Either. Yeah, we've noticed we've noticed in some of those when I go in and optimize, uh, like, well, on a thirty day we have really good row ads, fourteen days really good, but then we start to see that drop off point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then all of a sudden I'll, I'll watch it and then all of a sudden like just out of the blue it'll go way back up and we didn't do anything mm -hmm. so it's kind of like it's really really it's really really weird so what i'll do in those scenarios is i might like pause some of the ads and though that's like the only time that i will trigger a reset learning just to see if it will like because it's got the data in the ad set and obviously we know it optimizes at the ad set level just mm -hmm. to see if like triggering a relearn can like revive it. But then if we do that and it doesn't revive it in a day or two, then we kill it and we like relaunch it with new creative or something yeah. like that. It's kind of how we would approach it. Um, so I don't have any pre-sales. It's only $300 plus products. It's a jewelry store 
So like his the the one question we were talking about earlier is like three hundred dollar plus pricing items. So I, I think with those like with those like jewelry products, you need like to utilize like influencers. You know yeah, the traffic. Huge. Yeah, the traffic needs to be like more like um, warmed up from mm -hmm. the products. Yeah, the client that I've been referring to this whole time is a jewelry client. So we have uh, it's definitely it's tough, and we see like with high ticket items, especially like uh, a lot of that we've noticed is um really really good product shots like high quality with really good looking you know obviously models um not yeah. only showcasing the product but also showcasing models that way they they get the sense of you know they're going to wear this and they're going to start to look good type of a thing mm -hmm. we've we've had especially in the last 30 days it's been we've started to see on some of those clients like a little bit of dip um mm -hmm. due, to, due to seasonality but it's starting to come back as of this week because I don't know about you, but like school is out in the USA. So most people are either traveling or um, we have noticed in the last 30 days across like all e-com, just a little bit of a slouch, but we notice it every June, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See the same yeah. thing. Q4 should be uh, good. Yeah, it, yeah, it's gonna be a good Q4 this year. I think it'll be bigger than ever. Uh, any more questions, put them in there. We got about five minutes left. So uh, if we get any good ones, we can hit them real quick. So what do you think, like what, what could an advanced marketer, somebody that's doing some advanced marketing that's pretty seasoned, what are they, what are they missing? What are they not doing that can just be like a mind, just a mind blow, you know, like what can they implement that would be like the number one tip you could give people? Um, I think that, I, I think like integrating something that is like more like offline, um, offline with like online, right? Like for example, with um, like even with your community, right? With ad buyers, like it's pretty much all online, right? But you have these like meetups, right? I think this is like very like helpful, like integrating both of these. And the same with like, um, you know, with like, for example, with like regular, um, like for example, e-commerce store, right? Yep. So, um, like for example, calling out, like calling, um, calling your your customers, like who abandoned carts, and closing them. Yep. yep. Right. Especially high ticket items. Yeah, yeah. Especially high ticket. Yeah. So one of one of my like students, like he shared the like. So he had he had like e-commerce. So and I think like geez, like we really so much money on the table. Like I haven't thought of it, but then you know it, it starts like it, it makes so much sense. Um, mm -hmm. Right, so like he, he would like recover twenty percent of his of his sales um, yep. from that. So and then he would pay the person like who recovers them like a, a commission on each sale. So they would be like incentivized to do that. Yep, and with Shopify you can make the phone number required, so they'll put in the phone number, and exactly. then you have you know you can actually send them even a instead of sending them abandoned cart email, you could also send like uh, for the high ticket items that really stand out. Like for an example, our AOV on that jewelry client's one hundred thirty bucks. Mm -hmm. yesterday we had a five thousand dollar purchase like that's huge like yeah. even those purchases like having customer service in place to like even just call the customer and say hey you know thank you for your purchase we're gonna send you this order like let us know if you have any issues with anything like just making a more connection vip type treatment for those customers um, because obviously we know Facebook is going towards customer feedback score. One hundred percent. If you're not if you're not aware of that, you've been living under a rock. They're banning you know pages and stuff for that. So customer experience is so huge right now. It and I assume it's only going to become even bigger because there's even some pages that aren't even e-com stores that now have customer feedback score. So they're even moving it off of which we've noticed in AdLeaks, people have been screenshotting. They're like, I don't even sell a product. I sell like a you know. So it's going, it used to be like for the purchase event, yeah. but now they're actually, they've, there's ways to, in, in the platinum, we talk about how you can manipulate customer feedback score. Um, mm -hmm. you know, we're not going to say we recommend it, but like for people that have been in trouble, you can place, you know, a piece of code somewhere and then get it to trigger. Well, I think Facebook has now caught on to that. So mm -hmm. they're basically rolling it out to try and combat that. But, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, customer feedback in my opinion, make or breaks a brand hundred percent. So I yeah, yeah, yeah. agree with you. Well, uh, tell us how people can get in touch with you or like how they, um, can, you know, touch base with you for like, if they're interested in working with you services, questions, anything like that. Um, 
Yeah, so um, I, I'm, I'm on Facebook. It's Alex Fedotov, double F, right? My website is Alex Fedotov. Um, dot com. Um, I have I have my, my community is called uh, I have like similar community to Facebook ad buyers. My community is like smaller, but like it's also for Facebook advertisers. Okay. It's called uh, Facebook ads rock stars. Um, so yeah, whoever like if people are interested, they can also join. I know like a lot of people, you know, we, we kind of like team um, team is from ad buyer. Like we, we had this conversation. We had like live in um, in my group like few few weeks back. Had very good response. Um, Tim was live in your group. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. We had like, yeah, it was very good. Like people loved it. Um, so yeah, if 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 you guys are interested, we have like we don't have such uh, like we have also like mix of like agencies. We have uh, like e-commerce people. So um, it's it's good community too, um, and. Um, yeah, and on Instagram, it's Alex Fedotov, like 3F, at the end, 3F. <laughs> so. All right, yeah, so here's the big question. You were banned in Facebook ad buyers, and I had to unban you for this meeting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to leave you unbanned, because I know that was a long time ago, so don't make me... <laughs> I'm gonna ask Tim on why that happened because I have no idea. So yeah, I was uh, yeah I was sharing some of my I, I think I was sharing some of my like uh, some of the posts. Um, I, had, I had a link. Probably links are not allowed. No, they're not. So just I'll leave you on bam and just don't share anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean yeah, like uh, sound good. Cool. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, man, I appreciate the time. Um, it was really good to learn more a little bit about what you're doing. Um, yeah. And I know I'm sure people will be reaching out. And um, if you have any questions, let Alex know. Comment below. We'll get to all of the questions. Um, I'm sure if there's some questions that we didn't get to, so if you kind of want to just run through. Yeah, and, um, sure. Like, yeah, if you guys can just like tag me, um, like, so the like, yeah, I can get back to you. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it, man. It was really great talking to you. First time I met you, but I'm sure um, as I'm working with Tim on more stuff, we will be seeing a lot more of each other. So yeah, yeah, uh, sure, man. Thank you for your time, buddy. Yeah, appreciate awesome. it. Awesome. All thank right. you, guys. Thank you. Thank you so much for watching. Yeah. Bye, Bye guys. Thank you, Justin. Yep.